This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello there, how are you doing? I hope you're having a good day. Earlier this week, I did a How to Pivot Masterclass, so I thought I would share some of the headlines for you. I know things are always changing, and um, things seem to be changing again, don't they, as we head into this week. So if you're thinking about changing some things in your business, or if you've got some ideas for new opportunities, then this might be a really helpful session. So I'm Jo North, if you haven't met me before. I run the Idea Time Academy, which is all about uh, innovation and making a difference and really facilitating positive transformation and change. Why I chose to really run this program that I've been running is because how to pivot your business has become such a key theme, hasn't it, throughout this COVID-19 experience, I guess, that we're in at the moment and since March and I think that the world goes through change at different times so as we're experiencing different phases of the pandemic and how businesses are responding to that it's always necessary to really keep an eye on what's going on in the world out there and think about any changes or developments or opportunities we can make for our businesses so I hope you find this useful So just a bit of an overview in terms of the things I'm going to cover. I'm going to think about and explore what we mean by pivoting. Think about when and when not to pivot because pivoting isn't always the right thing to do. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. We'll have a think about decision making and the short and long term needs of the business and think about when um, we know that a pivot will actually be a good move cash flow and your numbers and then putting it all together into a pivot game plan so we can't guarantee that if you you know go through all these steps that your pivot will definitely definitely work but what we can do is de-risk our thinking and really explore it properly and quickly and cheaply to make sure that we're on the right lines so we'll get started so what do we mean by pivoting Well, pivoting essentially is making a change in strategy without a change in vision. And I really like that definition. It's from Eric Ries in his book, The Lean Startup. And if you haven't read this, I really recommend that you have a look at it because it's really focused on how to make things happen quickly, as risk-free as possible, and making sure that anything we develop in business is actually solving a customer's problem and will work in, you know, for real. That's one definition of pivoting. Pivoting involves changing your offer or changing your target customer or changing both. And sometimes a pivot actually involves changing, you know, just how you communicate your marketing. Think about what sort of pivot you're considering making. And you can see here that there are four different ways essentially that you can pivot. If you pivot your customer's and your products and that's an entire business model pivot really you know you're changing everything up and the more you change potentially the greater risk but that really depends on the background so every decision you make in every business is going to be unique of course if you're just looking at thinking well I've got this product and service I could offer this to a new group of customers then obviously that's a customer pivot 
and you've got a product and service pivot where you're working with the same customer group that you've been selling to but you're just offering something different and then of course the marketing one is potentially the lowest risk out of all of those because you're keeping what you're doing in the business the same it's just how you choose to communicate it and how you're positioning it in the marketplace so they're the different types of, of pivot I think as well you know people say it was a business model pivot well a business model pivot is where you change how everything operates a portfolio addition is you could actually keep everything else you're doing the same and add in a new element on top of what you're already doing and I think through recent weeks we've certainly seen a lot of pivoting going on haven't we so this is an article from New York Press about how your cafes pubs and restaurants have remained open throughout recent weeks but in a new format you know, doing takeaways and really food shops as well. So restaurants becoming food shops. So lots of different examples. Gin companies making hand sanitizer and engineering companies making ventilators and medical equipment and more. So we've heard a lot about it, um, but essentially it's been around for as long as people have been trading goods and services and so on, because the world is always changing and therefore we always need to keep up with that. So when and when not to pivot? Well, it's worth consider a pivot when what you offer isn't performing or working as well as you had intended. So sometimes, you know, remember that Eric Ries definition that pivoting is what you keep the same vision, but it's just really what you do towards achieving that vision that changes. So sometimes, you know, it's not working, so you might need to make some changes in order to make things work. Sometimes it could be that you've had a cracking new idea and there's a potentially lucrative, interesting opportunity for you. So that's worth considering as well. It's really important to think about where that pivot sits in the overall direction of, of the world and where everything's going, where your markets are going, what your customers are doing, where technology is heading. So actually, we should always be making tiny pivots in our business to adjust and really find our way through those market changes and make sure that we're keeping up with where things are at because when either there's a big change in the world outside or when we take our eye off the ball and you know we, we're not keeping up to date and we have either got a really big job to do to get back on track or you know it, it doesn't look good for us so I think you know really making sure that whatever's going on you know it's, it's staying tuned in really thinking about where the business is right now and what you can do to keep ahead of the curve, at least on the curve, preferably slightly ahead of the curve. Now, when not to pivot immediately is a time where you're feeling quite, maybe quite stressed, concerned, worried, emotional, where your head isn't clear. And this is due to something called the amygdala hijack. Now, the amygdala is a really primitive part of our brain. And what happens is when we experience a threatening situation, uh, um, we sense danger, that primitive part of our brain, the amygdala, senses that there's something wrong, makes us think that we need to have a split-second decision, or whether we run away, whether we fight it. And all of that generates as well from the brain a physical response. So our heart rate might increase, we might feel clammy, we might get headaches. Um, our stomach might feel tight. So those physical reactions and the, the, the hormones that the amygdala hijack creates 
also means that our decision making isn't necessarily at its best because we have a, a really specific focus on the thing that's worrying us but we are blocking out lots of other information that might help us. So one thing the amygdala hijack does is it creates quite a tunnel vision of focus. So if you're feeling you know, really emotional or stressed or worried or concerned, try and make the decision when you know, you've had time to, to calm down, get more on a balanced frame of mind and an even keel because the decisions you make will be better for you for the long term. So when you're thinking of pivoting, it's really important to ask why you, you're thinking about this before how, particularly if what you're doing is working really well for your business. And sometimes people want to pivot just because they want to do something new. You know, they, they might have been doing the same thing for a while, they might be feeling stale, ready for a change, and that's okay as long as you're really thinking why am I doing this? You know, what, what do I want to get out of it? What's the purpose? What's the why? And the why could be to get the business to perform. It could be a new exciting idea, or it could be that actually you're ready for a new challenge. And they're all valid. I think it's just about really thinking that through and understanding the purpose behind what you want to do. Let's move on then to thinking about decision making and balancing short and long term needs. Because when you are making any change in your business, try your best to think about how the decisions you make for the short term will affect you in the long term. And sometimes it's possible to put a short term change in to get through something, to get through a situation or to make the most of a quick opportunity that arises and then sort of dismantle that and go back to uh, normal, whatever that looks like after that opportunity or after that challenge has been completed and then you can carry on with the long-term vision. It's even better if you can think about how you can make that pivot a really helpful stepping stone towards the long-term vision of your business and where you want to go. How does it fit in? Things to think about include, you know, what's the current business climate, especially in your industry or geography? Um, what are the trends and changes that are going on right now? Where's your brand? You know, have you got any standout in the marketplace that can help you? Or is that some brand building, something that you need to do? Can you afford it in terms of the capital levels? What's the stability of the rest of your business like? And so on. And competition. Also think about regulation and any legal requirements you need to complete and be compliant with and the impact of those changes as, as we've said on the long term for your business and when you're making these decisions it's always about using data and intuition wherever possible so as entrepreneurs we are always innovating by definition aren't we when we're growing and changing our businesses so if you are not sure about whether or not you should go for this this is a bit of a process that I really recommend you follow. So the first bit is to think about, well, what questions do you have? You know, what's concerning you? What's worrying you? What are you not sure about? And get those questions out, write them down somewhere. And also think about what success would look like for you. When you're thinking about this pivot, what do you want to get out of it? Is it increased market share? Is it, you know, stand out in the market? What is it? And then you can start to actually Think about how you can get the answers to those questions and how you might achieve that success. 
getting the data together. Now, when I'm saying data, I don't just mean numbers in spreadsheets. I mean data as in information, intelligence, customer feedback is a form of data. You know, what's going on in the world is a form of data. And turn all that information in answer to your questions into the insight that will help you make the best decision you can. Now, data and evidence is important because we know that about 80% of decision-making is based on emotional judgment. So we make decisions in order to enable us to feel a certain way, even if we think we're the most logical and analytical people. So using data and evidence and thinking things through with a bit of structure really makes sure that we're, we're thinking about things more broadly and in a rounded way. But intuition has got to come into it as well, because whenever we're doing something new, by definition, that's not been done before. Um, and it's about making a judgment call in terms of how that thing will work, what the results will be, what success looks like. So if you can combine evidence, data and insight with your entrepreneurial judgment and how you think things will go based on what you read in the market, that is the best decision making combination that you can have. So will your pivot be a good move? Well, as we've said, no guarantees, because although data can give you some insight, it can't necessarily predict and guarantee the future. The thing to ask is, is your pivot, is your new move solving a genuine problem for your target customers? And some of you might remember the Sinclair C5 electric trike, which seemed like a good idea to, to Clive Sinclair at the time in the 80s, but really didn't work, it, it bombed, it didn't work at all. So what is the problem for your customers that you're trying to solve? If you know your customers have a problem and your product or service is going to be solving that and be really on the money for your customers, then that is, is the best indicator of success that you will have. And test this, create something called an MVP or a minimum viable product. And again, this is, I, I've mentioned Eric Reese and the Lean Startup before. This is his definition of a minimum viable product is that it, it's just enough. You, so you create either a prototype or you, you build the product or have a go at doing the service with just the right amount of information to get you the validated learning from customers about whether or not your idea is going to be a good one. And so you, you, you build it, you create it, you visualize it, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, and then you go and test it. And you test it with the minimum of investment, as in cost, and the minimum amount of time. And the more you do and the more you test, the, the, you know, the more sophisticated your MVP can become because this is an iterative process. It's about doing a bit, testing, learning, and then doing the next bit. And really understanding where your customers are in the context of their problem will help you as well. There are customers who know your product and they only need to know, you know how much it is. So they're the most aware group of customers for your pivot. There are product-aware customers, customers that know that you're selling this or going to be selling it, but isn't, they're not sure that what you're selling is right for them. They're solution-aware. They know the result they want, but not that your product provides it. So really, if you can target customers who are solution-aware because you're offering something new, so they're not going to know that you're offering the product or service, that's really great. If customers know they've got a problem and they're looking for solutions, 
that will be your quickest win in terms of getting financial return from your pivot. Sometimes customers are problem aware, they know they've got a problem but have no idea that there could be a solution out there and sometimes right at the bottom customers have no idea that they've got a problem at all and that there are opportunities for them to resolve that problem. So really you need to be thinking, you know, what customers are solution aware? They know they've got a problem, they know there must be a, you know, a fix for it out there somewhere and then see how you can target them and create your MVP, your minimum viable product. Think about what that product or service MVP needs to have, what it'd be nice to have, and what it must avoid, and get that down on paper. You know, Write that down and be really clear about what that is, and then you can create it and go and test the assumptions that you've got. So think about what you're thinking about. I think this will work because, you know, complete that sentence, or I don't think this will work because, and then go and test those assumptions. Think about how you can find out the answers to the things that you don't know. And you won't be able to find out answers to everything, but at least having a structured process like this to test those assumptions will de-risk what you're thinking of. And turn your ideas into an MVP. So you build it, create product, see how customers respond, measure that response, learn from that response, and then go again. So essentially what we're doing is we're always testing fast, failing fast, learning fast and going again. And you see this a lot in software development, in app development uh, and so on. So because it's, it's really quite easy to provide updates and fix bugs, but make sure that the underlying product or service is good enough to be tested and then keep learning, keep learning, keep building, keep progressing. This brings us on to sort of towards the, one of the most important pieces as well is not just how well your idea will be received, but making sure that you've thought about the cash flow, that you are thinking about the revenue projections in a really realistic way and how much it's going to cost you and putting all of those things together. So what supports making a really great idea for a pivot happen is structured business planning underneath it. I'd always recommend that you think about three scenarios because projecting how much you're going to sell is really challenging. Those, you know, how many people are going to buy this? You can make assumptions. And I really suggest you think about the sensitivities of having a worst case scenario, a best case scenario, and the realistic scenario in between. And please add in more time and more money than you think you'll need to get your product and service off the ground because um, it, it just generally does take a bit more time and it costs a bit more because of that learning process in between. So finally then, here is your pivot game plan. So the first stage is to develop a clear proposition. You know, really know what you want, think about that why, what success looks like, and assess the fit of that pivot with your capability, expertise, and business. And think about any help that you might need in order to make your idea fly and your idea succeed. Test customer demand with a, a low fidelity prototype, and that's your minimum viable product. Validate your idea, test your assumptions, refine the investment case, and then really get that out as successfully and quickly as you can to market. So I hope that's helped you. I'd love to hear any comments or thoughts you've got on that. And if you are pivoting, please get in touch. I'd love to hear how that's going too. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast. 
brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month, completely free. We'll see you next time.